This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto, where we tackle the challenges and joys of modern dating and relationships. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, dating and relationship expert and founder of singleinthecity.ca. Today, we will be exploring the topic of long-distance relationships and whether they can work with my special guest, Arlene Washburn, who was voted the most innovative woman woman, sorry, in matchmaking. She is a science-based coaching expert, passionate about helping people find love. Arlene is also the founder of avconnections.com. Now, with the rise of technology, people are increasingly connecting with partners who live far away, and long-distance relationships have become more common. However, they come with their own set of unique challenges, and many people wonder whether they're worth the effort. And in this episode, we're going to dive into the world of long-distance relationships and discuss whether they can really work. Now, just to give you guys a bit of a backstory here... Arlene has been a part of my team on Clubhouse. I mean, I haven't seen her in a few months, but (laughs) um, she was a big part of the team. And uh, I run a club on there called Single in the City with over 95,000 singles. And in the last couple of years, we have facilitated tons of rooms where we have brought together thousands of singles from all over the world. So we have seen firsthand how many people are open to long distance relationships. We've seen relationships both flourish and fail. So Arlene, welcome back to the show. Haven't spoke uh, spoken to you in a little bit, but I'm so glad to have you on the show again today. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so good to be with you. Yeah. So let's start off by talking about some common challenges of long distance relationships and So what do you think are some of the challenges that come up with this type of relationship? Well, the the most obvious challenge is that you don't get to see the person as often as you would perhaps Mm -hmm. like to see them. And also there's a financial component that people have to consider if they're going to explore a long distance relationship, because in order for you to come together, you're going to have to have some disposable income. If you're traveling, uh, you know, there's definitely a cost involved and or if you meet halfway. So that that is a challenge. Yeah. And also like the, the jealousy and the insecurity uh, that can lead to trust issues. When you're not physically together with someone, it can be really easy to feel jealousy or you know those insecure feelings start creeping up and with social media and technology it can really make it easy to compare your relationship to others which can create feelings of again jealousy and insecurity i agree and i think uh long distance is definitely something that many people should explore uh, to open up their their horizons however uh someone who perhaps has an anxious attachment style who needs a certain amount of reassurance might struggle a little bit with that type of relationship. Mm. So it's not for everyone and uh, communication is key and making sure that people are staying connected. I totally agree with that. Communication is going to come up a lot today (laughs) because it's all about communicating. And also there's that financial strain too, because long distance relationships can be quite expensive, especially if you're having to travel to see each other quite frequently 
And, and this can also create financial strain and make it difficult to prioritize your relationship. Absolutely. And if you're not a planner or uh, neither one of the, the people involved are planners, it could be challenging as well. I mean, I know myself, I hate making plans and arrangements and things like that. Thank God my husband is someone who, you know, he's Mr. Logistics and he can handle all of that. So for me, uh, even though our relationship started long distance, uh, fun fact, <laughs> but, you know, it's not for everyone. And, and I actually, you know, I want to ask you, I know you're interviewing me, but what do you consider long distance? Because what I've experienced with a lot of the folks that work with me is that anything beyond a 25 mile radius is considered long distance. No, I don't necessarily consider that long distance. I know that nowadays that may be considered long distance, but I'm thinking when you actually have to travel outside of province or to another big city, like major city, um, maybe, I don't know, an hour and a half plus away, yeah. I would consider that long distance, but I don't think 25 K is long distance. And I, I, yeah, you should not consider that as long distance as a matchmaker as well. Uh, I, I see that often where people won't date someone outside of their own jurisdiction. So they won't travel outside of a 10 kilometer radius, which I think is absolutely ridiculous when it comes to looking for love, to be honest. Yeah. And that's, that's a big barrier that people create for themselves that is so unnecessary. Um, you know, I, I've seen that over and over again, where as a matchmaker, we work really hard to find a great match for someone. And there's a little bit of a distance there and people are unwilling to consider it and, you know, give themselves that opportunity to potentially connect with someone that's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will say that COVID and the lockdown really did change uh, the whole game of long distance dating because it was uh, put on everyone to some degree. And it really did open up people's minds to considering a long distance relationship. And as you know, the whole advent of, of, you know, clubhouse and uh, a lot of these audio uh, apps is because a lot of people were sitting home listening to this and trying to connect somehow. So uh, I really believe that the world of the single people out there are a lot more open to long distance. I really do. Uh, myself included. And another big challenge of a long distance relationship is the lack of physical intimacy. Physical touch, things like hugs, things like cuddles are really important for building and maintaining emotional intimacy. And I, I find that the lack of these can be a challenge. Don't you agree? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel that physical touch is a challenge. And it's also a, a good thing. And I think, again, back to the whole lockdown situation, people became a lot more intentional in their dating. They slowed down. They got to know each other. They had more communication and conversation and didn't jump into the physical aspect. And I think that actually helped a lot because presumably if you meet someone long distance and you feel like you want to be in a relationship, at some point you're going to connect and assess if you're attracted physically. And, you know, you'll know about their scent and their mannerisms and things like that. At some point, there is that physical interaction, even though you go back to being long distance. So mm -hmm. from that standpoint, uh, I'm not too worried about it, to be honest with you. I think that as long as people have 
at least one's been around each other physically where you, because I feel that chemistry is something that has to happen with all five senses in the room. And uh, if you've done that and you feel like, yeah, this is a good person that I want to continue to have a relationship with, then I'm not worried about the the lack of physical activity. Yeah. Now we, we went over some of the issues or challenges that come about with, or that come with the territory of being in a long distance relationship. Now let's take a look at how we can possibly overcome some of these challenges that we just spoke about. And, you know, I'll, I'll get us started. I was in a long distance relationship for the record for about three years. Um, and so I'll talk a little bit more about that as, as time goes on, but so I think it's important to plan regular visits. When I was in a relationship with this person, we lived five hours apart. I was, I'm in Canada. He was in America. He lived in Ohio. I lived in the Toronto region area. And so it was about a five hour drive and we would see each other twice a month. So I would drive there. We would take turns. I would drive there uh, once a month and he would drive here once a month. So it was a, an entire weekend visit. So I think planning regular visits so that you can have that face-to-face interaction can really help maintain the emotional connection, even if the visits are short, right? They can make a big difference. Uh, Yeah. So I agree with you that it's important to plan. And if there's any opportunity to be together for a longer stay, and I think nowadays with uh, so many people have portable careers where they're where all they need is an internet connection and so with that they're able to pack things up close up their space and go stay with someone for two weeks three weeks because the the challenge with long distance relationships is that people are seeing each other in small amounts of time and it's almost like you're on vacation mode and that's not like a realistic um, interaction with someone versus people who are around each other enough to deal with conflict and all the things that, you know, come about in a relationship where you're closer. So, it, I mean, again, it's it's like anything else. There's positives, there's negatives, but it's it's totally doable. And I know a lot of people who start out long distance and end up in happily ever after. And Funny enough, a lot of them are matchmakers because I actually was going to do a show about this topic and I posted something on social media and I was asking people who had gone through a long distance relationship and was still in the relationship. And I must have had 40 to 50 people send in their stories. It was phenomenal. And I was very surprised how successful this can be for so many. Yes. And you hit on something that's really important that it's important to have these face-to-face interactions more more often than not because you really don't get to know a person until you're in their space. Uh, that, I mean, that was my story pretty much. I, you know, realized a lot more about him or recognized a lot more about him when I moved down there in the last year, in the third year. And I decided to end the relationship because I thought... I can't live with this guy, but I didn't, I wasn't able to find out those things and really get to know him on a deeper level until I actually was in his space 24 seven, which meant me moving down there. But we need to take a short break. When we return, we're going to continue our conversation on the challenges of being in a long distance relationship and how to overcome these challenges when we come back. 
You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News. Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, joined by Arlene Washburn, science-based coaching expert. And uh, we're getting back to our conversation on long-distance relationships and how we can make them work. Now, before the break, we went over some of the common problems associated with being in a long distance relationship and how we can overcome these challenges. And so we talked about planning regular visits. And my next point will be to use technology guys to stay connected. You need to stay connected when you're in a long distance relationship. So you can use technology such as video calls, text messages, social media, and you also have to set clear expectations for how often you can or want to communicate with this person and, and what the methods of communication will be as well. And this can also help avoid miscommunication and frustration. Arlene, what do you think? I totally agree. And and not to go down the weeds of the science and the research, but you know me. <laughs> yes, you can, of course. That's what you do. <laughs> So we did some research on this, and uh, there's three types of communications that people have when they interact. That's love talk, friendship talk, and problem talk. And so there's two different types of uh, methods for communicating. That's synchronous, which is what you were referring to, the video, the calls on the phone, or uh, asynchronous, meaning that you write letters and you send notes and you send emails. And so what the science or the data shows is that uh, synchronous is obviously a lot better and, you know, more interactive because you're on video, you can see each other's faces and all this stuff. But the, the quality of the conversations is more about friendship and problems. The love talk aspect, people don't feel as comfortable when they're on a call or on a video to have that kind of conversation. They actually can do that better in a not in an asynchronous form. So what what why I bring this up is because I think that you should incorporate all different methods of communications so that if you're in this long distance relationship, I think it's beautiful to to write a letter. Uh, people have gotten away from that. And yes, email too, but you know, we're all like my email is like a black hole. So I'm not a big fan of that. But a, a postcard or something where you're writing, because then you feel more comfortable expressing yourself and, mm -hmm. and your, the love that you feel for someone, and then also incorporate all of it. So I think it's just, you know, put a little something into everything so that it could be more successful. Can we think of other ways that we can overcome the challenges of being in a long distance relationship? Yeah, believe it or not, they have items that imitate a person's touch and that can be <laughs> that can be used by the party on the other end so it, it could be something that makes you know maybe touches your skin or almost like uh like something that emulates a kiss or something like that where it's it's an object they actually sell it, and i forget the name of it and uh the other person on the other end is actually controlling it mm -hmm. so there's other types of devices and things to kind of create that little bit of intimacy and that you're, um, you know, get that physical touch. But um, 
there's there's a lot of things that can be done to overcome the fact that that you're in a long distance relationship. And I and I have to say this, it's really ideal for really busy people. Like there are busy professionals, people who are traveling all the time, that even if they wanted to be uh, seeing each other on a regular basis, they're just busy and they can't. So people don't feel neglected because um, when you're close by and you're a busy professional and you can't see your person as often, that person might feel more neglected. Whereas in a long distance relationship, that kind of thinking kind of goes out the window. I love that because that's what may allowed my relationship, my long distance relationship to work was I, I just launched single in the city. I was so busy. I wouldn't have had time for a regular relationship. It was absolutely perfect for me at the time. I can see you once a month for two days. Uh, or twice a month for two days, uh, or so four days out of the month. I'm good with that for now. So I was content with that. Uh, another thing too, guys, is uh, how to overcome the challenges of being in a long distance relationship would be to practice self-care. This is also very, very, very important. You need to take care of your mental and physical health. It's very important here, especially when you're dealing with loneliness and isolation. So you want to make sure that you get enough sleep whatever that looks like for you. You want to eat well, you want to exercise, you want to engage in activities that make you feel good about yourself. Find things that you enjoy doing on your own, whether it's a new hobby or a fitness class and make time for those activities and have a goal that you're trying to achieve. Like I mentioned, I was building a business. So I didn't have time to focus on my relationship 24 seven and be wondering what is he doing right now? Because I was building my empire at that time. Do you have any other thoughts on this, uh, Arlene? Yeah, I just want to mention that you hit on something very important, and that is loneliness. And loneliness kills more people than heart disease because, and it actually causes heart disease. So mm. it's important. And loneliness is is a state of mind because you could be in a group of people, amongst a group of people, and still feel lonely. So some of what you mentioned there in terms of uh, self-care, self-love and self-care, and having goals is really important. I tell you, I spend hours and hours by myself and I feel like I'm so busy. I don't, I don't feel, I don't ever feel lonely because loneliness is a state of mind. Um, so that, yeah, that's really important. Um, I think it's also at some point, depending on how the relationship progresses, there needs to be a path to coming together. Uh, because ultimately, if, if you're two people who are seeking a committed relationship, where you are together, then you need to have those discussions. By the same token, when I made that post and I had about 40 to 50 people who responded, there was a couple who was married and they both had been divorced. They had children, they had separate homes and they've been doing this for years and years. And the woman said she had no plan to change that anytime soon. And they were perfectly content with that arrangement. Mm -hmm. I have friends living with that type of arrangement. And I, I totally agree with that. When you're in a long distance relationship, I think it's important to have a plan in mind. You have to have a plan in mind. And this could include having an end date or a general idea of when, you know, you may be able to be together in person and discussing who might be willing to move. I think that's really, really important, guys. You have to have those conversations early. You don't want to leave it to three years down the road. Oh, well, Okay, I, I'm willing to 
or I'm ready to be with you full time. Well, are you moving? Well, no, I didn't. I'm not planning on moving. Aren't you moving? Well, no, I don't plan on move. Well, why did we waste three years? Let's have those conversations early on. And and having yeah. those conversations can help make both of you guys feel more secure and committed to the relationship. And then it can also prevent misunderstandings and disagreements in the future. So very, very important to have those conversations, guys. 100%. And I think those conversations need to happen in any relationship because mm -hmm. the challenge with the long distance is that because you don't maybe perhaps speak, you know, or are around each other as often, uh, you may not get in you may not get into those necessary conversations. And I think that you can't use the fact that you're long distance, uh, you know, have that be the reason why you keep it superficial. You really need to go into the depth of understanding each other's values and making sure that you have alignment and that you have, like you said, a path to eventually who's going to move where, or maybe you both choose to go somewhere different. And if that's not happening, then you totally are wasting time, whether you're long distance or not. If you're not having those conversations, you don't want to find out after you've moved in with someone or uh, or worse yet, after you marry them, you start to get to know them. That's just not a good plan. Yeah. And Arlene, as a science based dating and relationship coach, is it possible to build a strong foundation for a relationship without physical touch? What do you think? It is it is possible. Um, there are a lot of people who are asexual. There are people who mm -hmm. don't, you know, they don't have a need to have sex and still f have intimacy and have strong relationships. But it has to be sort of like both parties have to be on board with that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it is possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. How often should we be communicating with our long distance partner? And what is the best way to stay in touch? Let's talk about that because I kind of touched on it a little bit, but I think that we can go in more in depth here. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's important to communicate on a regular basis, but I think knowing each other's schedule and how busy you are, uh, it's, it's, it's important to establish that. So, for example, when I started dating my husband, we weren't technically long distance, I guess, based on your definition, but we were over an hour away from each other. And I commuted an hour each way. I was really busy during the day. So everyone who knew me knew that they couldn't call me for personal phone calls as managing a big team and all of that. So I would make it very clear when I started dating anyone, and including him, that he can call me in the morning on my way to work or at night when I left, or we would talk on the weekends, but I was busy because then I was drained. I didn't want to get on a phone call when I got home. I don't know. I'm just not a phone person. So that's just me. I think it has to do with people's temperament and then just being upfront about it. So the other person is not questioning, oh my gosh, they're just not into me. I was like, I really like you, but you know, I'm not a phone person. I'd rather see you and get together, but I am available during these times. And I'd rather have a phone call than to be get getting text messages. And by the way, if you text me during the day, I'm not going to respond because I don't even look at my phone. And see so people get to know you. <laughs> yeah. See how we're all different though? Because I'm definitely a phone person. I want to get mm -hmm. on that phone. I want to talk to you. I want to lay on the couch and just talk to you for hours, but we're all different. Yeah, well, that's why you have to talk about it up front, because then if you have an expectation and then this other person has a very different 
uh, style of communication, there's going to be conflict there and it's going to be a problem. And so my husband and I were very much in sync in the way our, our whole, you know, style. And then he was super busy managing 75 people and running around and doing stuff. So it was fine. I never, I have a secure attachment style. So if somebody doesn't call me, I'm not worried that they're out, they're doing this or that I need, I'm not that kind of person and neither is he. So it worked out and it worked out in many ways. Even when we go to a party, <laughs> I I immediately take off and he goes and he we're chatting with people. We're not even hanging out together the whole time, but this is just our personalities. And I, I think a lot of people can't handle that. Mm-hmm. And, and what I have to say about this as well is just, there's no one size fits all answer here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all depends on what works for you and your partner schedule. Some couples prefer to chat every day. Others might find it easier to communicate every other day or a few times a week. Uh, And as for staying in touch, there's a lot of options out there. You can use video calls, you can use phone calls, you can text, you can use messaging apps. Just make sure that you find a method that both of you are comfortable using. And um, also like, you know, you had mentioned staying in touch by sending letters or cards. You can also share photos, send care packages, plan little visits on your own or virtual dates or send them gifts. There's, I mean, there's so many exciting and fun ways that you can stay connected. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation on long distance relationships and how to maintain emotional intimacy when you are so physically far apart. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. I'm Laura Bellotta with my special guest, science-based dating coach, Arlene Washburn. And we're talking about uh, long-distance relationships tonight. And now I want to dive into how do you maintain emotional intimacy when you are physically far apart, Arlene? Oh my gosh. Well, emotional (laughs) intimacy, emotional intimacy is for, especially for women is in the head. It's in the brain. It's in the conversations. It's really not in the physical aspect. That's just a bonus. And so it's, Definitely making sure that you're having deep conversations that you're sharing and disclosing mutually, not just a one-sided thing, and connecting and also making plans for the future because that maintains the connection. That helps you feel that there's, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel in terms of this long distance situation. And also get creative when you when you're doing long distance. Uh, with all the technology that we have today, if you if you want to have dinner together, you can both make dinner while you're on a video call. You can have a glass of wine. You can sit there and eat mm. together like you're on a on a date, you know, where you're both I love it. having dinner and it actually can work. So I think this is stuff that we learned during the COVID uh, pandemic and the lockdown because we were putting we, we were still setting people up during that time. And this is the kind of stuff that we were suggesting. We would have people send a bottle of wine to their uh, date and, and have them open up the wine there together and stuff. So just get creative 
Yes, I love it. And share your feelings. It's important to be vulnerable and open with each other because that can really deepen your emotional connection and also being supportive. And these are things that are typical in any relationship. We're just reiterating this stuff, but just try to be supportive. I, I mean, that, that's what I look for in a partner. I love to be able to lean on my guy. You know, oh no, I call him with everything, <laughs> but that's just the type of personality I have. So I'm always leaning on him and I love it. <laughs> He's my emotional rock. I want that for you guys too. Now, trust is absolutely essential, okay, in any relationship. But it's really important for long-distance relationship where that physical distance can make it easier for doubts and insecurities to come up. How do we build and maintain trust in a long-distance relationship, Irene? Especially when we don't really know someone. We're, we're just getting to know the, someone and they're long-distance. Trust is something that you choose to have. And then it is taken away in the interactions when people don't do what they say they're going to do or uh, essentially when they lie. And uh, mm -hmm. so people who don't trust come with that attitude. Like there's some people that they just don't trust. You have to prove to them that they are that you that they can trust you. That's not a great way to go through life. And so those people tend to be jealous and they tend to be a little bit envious and, and they, they're looking and nitpicking and whatever. But when you really think about it, any person can be out doing whatever. You're not with them 24-7. So you have to come with trust. It has to be an innate feeling that you have. And then people can lose your trust based on their behavior. And if you approach it in that way, I think you're much better off because if you're with someone, whether it's long distance or not, and you're both choosing to be with one another, that's that says a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important, too, to respect each other's boundaries. I think it's important for any relationship, but it's really important in a long distance relationship where you can't physically be together. So make sure to have open and honest conversations about what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with, too. I think that's important to add. Yeah, I think you brought up a great point about boundaries. So if you've met someone and you really hit it off and then you start dating uh, and, and it's a long distance thing, the boundary there is that in any relationship, until you've had the exclusivity talk, don't assume that you are in an exclusive relationship. So mm -hmm. everything applies, even if it's long distance. So now you go on there, um, let's say you go on an app and you see, oh, they're still on the app. They're still being active on the app. That's just the way it is. Until you have reached the point where you've had the conversation that we are exclusive, we're no longer going to date anybody else. Don't get upset if somebody's still on their app because you might still be on your app. And we encourage that, right? Keep your options open. I mean, be respectful and everything else, but don't make assumptions. And then also have the conversations to be very clear on where you are in the relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that. And don't be afraid to do it either, because you're going to waste a lot of time if you mm -hmm. have that kind of fear. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid to ask questions. Well, I didn't know if I could ask that. Well, well, you may not want to ask something super personal on a first date, but yes, you have to ask those important questions when you're vetting someone for you know, a long-term relationship. Now, 
guys, it is possible, okay, to maintain physical intimacy in a long distance relationship. Now let's talk about how you can do that. <laughs> do you want me to start or would you like to start? Yeah, I want to say one quick thing about questions. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the key to questions is regulating your emotions because if you're overly emotional in, in your approach to a question, that's what becomes the issue with people. So that's really important. But there's also uh, getting back to the physical intimacy. I mean, we all, we've all heard of phone sex. This, you know, we're all adults here. This happens even with people who live nearby that don't have time to see each other. They can have phone sex. That's perfectly okay. Every Anything and everything between consenting adults is all good. Mm -hmm. And so those are things that can happen. You know, um, there could, even video. The caution that I will say is if you don't know someone Please do not send out nude pics and and do things that could be recorded because uh, exactly. I have an ebook. Yeah, no, I have an ebook on this on on online dating and the things to stay safe. And there are people who get extorted and told that if you don't send money, we're going to publish this. So be careful, you know, unless you don't care. Be careful who you're sending things to, you know, when you're in a long distance relationship until you know that this is someone that is fully trustworthy in that way. Don't go there. Yes, I agree. And send care packages too. That's another little tip that we can give. Maybe mm -hmm. items of clothing that smell like you or items that remind you of each other. Um you know, favorite snacks, those type of things. We need to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to give you more tips for maintaining long distance relationships after this quick break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night. You're listening to AM640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, with my fellow matchmaking uh, friend, Arlene Washburn. And uh, we're going to continue and share some more insight into successful or how to have a successful long-distance relationship. Now, I know you wanted to say something um, regarding what I mentioned in the before the break. So go ahead, Arlene. Yeah, I love what you just brought up about sending a t-shirt or something that has your scent mm -hmm. because we are animals as much as we don't like to admit it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the scent is super important. important. In fact, yeah. And some people are very aware of that because I know like for me, I'm a scent person. So I can immediately tell if when I was single, if, if there was ever going to be sex between me and someone, you know, because the scent had to be right. And so I love that. That is such a great way to stay connected and to, and to have that intimacy is to have an object that has your person's scent. And there's a lot of science behind that, but I won't I get used, into it. Yeah. You know what? I used to actually, we should do a show on that. I used to ignore that. I did until recent, like maybe the last few years. I did ignore that. And then I remember going on a date with this guy and I said, Hey, I just bought this new perfume. Would you like to smell it? So I, I, I let him smell my neck. And then he says, well, smell mine. And I went to smell behind his neck and I didn't like what I smelled. And I thought, okay, I'm done here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was more aware. Uh, I think That's it's important. Pay attention to the scent guys. 
doesn't yeah, get I mean, any that's, better. That's what I was talking about there. when I'm sorry, I spoke over you. No, but... no, I just going to say it doesn't typically get any better. I mean, they smell the way they smell. I'm talking pheromones. That's the scent I'm yes. talking about. I'm not because body odor, if they smell like BO one day, okay, they can have a shower. I'm talking about the pheromones, what a person smells like, like when they come out of the shower, even, you know, it's just, it's part of their body odor in general. Yeah. Now, um, Arlene, disagreements, conflicts, they're going to happen when you're long distance. And they may happen more because you're not physically with that person. How do we handle disagreements or conflicts when we can't physically be with our partner? Let's share some tips for dealing with these issues. Yeah, and I would say that it's probably going to be the same thing as if you're mm-hmm. nearby. Yeah. Making sure that you're listening that you're validating what you hear and and that you're open and honest and caring. You know, you might disagree with someone. It doesn't mean that you don't love them or care about them. And so if you're coming at any kind of disagreement with that perspective, you approach things differently and also move away from trying to be right. Uh, that's kind of like, I would say that trying to be right in an argument is, is sort of like, immature you want to come to agreement and sometimes that could be to agree to disagree but um trying to be right is always going to be a problem and could be the demise of the relationship Mm -hmm. and you mentioned active listening or listening Mm -hmm. this means that you're listening to what your partner is saying without interrupting them without getting defensive and i've done that in the past but i just i don't want to hear what they have to say because i I figure, well, I know the answer already. Whereas I don't do that anymore. You know, let them speak without interruptions. Yeah. And then try to find a compromise that works for both of you, right? You want to look for solutions that address both of your needs and concerns, not just yours. Have a listen to see where where they're coming from. Um, and then also, Irene, um, Arlene, if they're having troubles and they can't resolve their troubles, they should probably seek help. Couples therapy, individual therapy, talk to a trusted friend or family members who can help mediate between the two of you. Yeah, I think one of the most important things that couples can do is to take a problem and make it separate from the individual. So in other words, we're having an issue and if my husband and I are having an issue, we talk about how do we solve this so this doesn't happen again? What can you and I do? And we partner immediately to solve the problem, even if I'm causing it or he's causing it. So you identify it and then you say, how do we how do we pull together and fix this so it doesn't continue to happen? We don't have these issues. Uh, I agree. And I think uh, in terms of counseling, I do think that you have to make sure you pick the right counselor because not mm-hmm. all counselors are good with relationships. I think coaches uh, are also really good, especially if they specialize in dating and relationships, because that is a specialty. It's kind of like going to, you know, a general doctor when you have heart a heart condition, you need to go to a specialist. Uh, so I would caution people there. And I am finding that therapy is very popular now. And I think a lot of couples are starting out going to therapy together 
in the beginning of their relationship has become like a very popular thing. So yeah, whatever you need to do to figure out your conflicts is, is always helpful if you really want to hold on to the relationship. Yeah. And if you're feeling angry or upset, take some time to cool off before continuing the conversation. This can really help prevent things from escalating and that will give the both of you time to think about your feelings and reactions. Uh, and I learned, had to learn this the hard way as well. You know, my partner would get irate or <laughs> be upset and I would hound him. No, I want to speak about this now. Meanwhile, he just wants to take a step back and think about things before overreacting. Right? It's amazing yeah. what we learn as we, as we, you know, live and as we grow as humans. <laughs> yeah. And that's not unusual. Typically men do compartmentalize and need yes. time to figure things out. And women yeah. where our brains are like spaghetti, we need to deal with it right then and there. But learning that lesson <laughs> is huge. It is. Uh, and the key to that, though, is to make sure that if you need to take time to figure something out, that you let each other know, look, let's take a let's take a beat and let's come back together when, you know, uh, cool heads prevail and, and we're ready to have this conversation. But do resolve it because anything you don't resolve is going to continue. And then just give each other that security of like, this isn't over. We just need time to figure it out because what people do is they stop talking to each other because they're pissed off. Mm -hmm. And then the other person's sitting around waiting and thinking, Oh my God, this is over when it's just, they're taking a beat. So just communicate about that. We have to wrap up. Thank you, Arlene, for another amazing show. If you're in a long distance relationship, stay positive and keep the end goal in mind and have those important conversations early guys, but it can work. Arlene, where can people get a hold of you if they'd like to learn more about what you do and if they want to work with you? You know, these days, the best way to contact me is through Instagram at Arlene Washburn, and I'll get right back to you. And thank you so much for the opportunity to be with you. Of course. And uh, guys, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok, official Laura Bellotta, and uh, go to singleinthecity.ca if you're single and looking for love. We can help you. Ciao for now, guys. See you next week.